can be $200, $300, maybe $1,000, $3,000 makes a huge difference for that student and their family. For some colleges, that may be an absolute doubling of their current persistence rate. This is In the Know with ACCT, the voice of community college leaders. I'm Jacob Bray. In this episode, ACCT President and CEO Noah Brown sits down with Single Stop USA National Education Director Sarah Crawford. Single Stop USA seeks to provide coordinated access to the safety net and connect people to the resources they need to attain higher education, get good jobs, and become financially self-sufficient all in one place. Single Stop has served 1.5 million households and has had a financial impact of over $5 billion. Hello, this is Noah Brown, President and CEO of the Association of Community College Trustees. I'd like to thank you for joining us in another one of our podcasts. Uh, today I'm excited to have with me in the studio uh, Sarah Crawford uh, with Single Stop USA. Single Stop USA is an organization that uh, I've been privileged to work with since I think 2010. So Sarah, welcome and thank you for joining us. Thank you. It's really a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. So we're going to talk, uh, Sarah and I, today about single stop and why we think that's important for community colleges. Let me just say from our perspective, uh, we got involved in this, as I said, in 2010 because we thought this was a very important way of consolidating and delivering a whole raft of support services for students. And frankly, and I'll let Sarah tell you in a minute more about what it is, but it was really a front door approach. Uh, that we thought was critical uh, to help our students. And so we've been involved in this off and on, and we've helped to bring some colleges into this. And we've also been uh, very excited uh, about the data and some of the results uh, that Sarah can tell us a little bit more in a minute. But Sarah, why don't you tell the, uh, the listeners a little bit about Single Stop, what you're doing and what you're providing to colleges. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would be remiss if I didn't at least mention a little bit about how Single Stop got started. And uh, really, it got started as an anti-poverty organization. So uh, we started in 2001 with this idea that uh, there were millions of people living across the country in poverty and billions of dollars of resources, both in public benefits as well as local helping agencies that were available to people. But the issue was really about how do you connect people as efficiently as possible to those resources. Navigating the tangled web of social services is difficult um, at best. And so Single Stop really set out on this journey to figure out what is going to be the best way to do this. And what we created was a technology solution that combines social services with technology to meet people where they are. And began that work, like I said, in 2001, rolled out as our own nonprofit in 2007. And, uh, and, and we began working with community-based organizations. And in just a couple of years, we served over 170,000 people through our community-based partnerships in New York City alone. And, and so this was starting to catch on also at a time in, in uh, the later part of 2008, 2009, when there started to be a lot of focus on community college completion with what uh, President Obama was doing uh, related to access and completion for colleges. And, and uh, in 2009, Kingsborough Community College approached us and said, we have all of these students who are utilizing single-stop programs across Manhattan 
but we would like to do it on our campus. Can we do that? And that's really what launched our work into higher education. So just to talk a little bit about what the single stop program model is. As I mentioned, it's social services combined with technology. Right, and if I could just interject, yeah. uh, it's interesting that 2008-2009 timeframe was not only the focus on student success and completion, we were also in the Great Recession, and so our enrollments were going through the roof. And if you don't know, also in 2010, uh, ACCT and five other community college organizations signed this compact called Democracies Colleges. In fact, I had just signed that document uh, in Seattle at the AACC convention when I first met your predecessor and we had the initial conversation about single stop, which I agree with you. I always viewed as a solution to the student success and completion conundrum. Yeah. So I just yeah, want no. the listeners to know that. But go ahead yeah, and tell you. us some I, more. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that background. That's excellent. Um, yeah, so we, um, we combine the social services with technology. And what our technology does is it acts as a benefits eligibility screener as well as a connection to local resources. Um, so individuals can go onto this website, screen themselves for a whole array of benefits, things like food stamps, WIC, earned income tax credit, supplemental health insurance, um, and then also find out from that screening not just if they're eligible, but approximately how much they're eligible for. So they can begin to see how can, how can they supplement their traditional financial aid with these other benefits, um, particularly at a time when we're learning so much more about food and housing insecurity among college students. This is so important. So we do that, and then we also help connect them to local resources through this mapping tool that our technology has. Uh, and then we deploy that in college settings to meet students where they are. So we, Single Stop USA, partner with colleges and universities across the country to deliver this, usually through a student affairs model, usually in the, uh, the Office of Student Success and Completion, whatever the office looks like on that campus, to deliver that to students, um, which also comes with this case management function on the back end with the support staff from the school. So uh, counselors or student affairs staff who are working with students can help them get connected to even more than those public benefits or local helping agencies. Sometimes things that already exist on campus, and sometimes wraparound services that we're bringing in, like legal, uh, legal counseling, financial counseling, free tax preparation, so that student gets everything they need. Yeah, I was just uh, thinking about some of the amazing work that I saw at some of the colleges and some of the students. This tax prep thing is very powerful because one of the things we were learning is a lot of students hadn't even filed tax returns. Um, and didn't think there would be any value in it. And in fact, when some of them did, they realized for the first time they were eligible for money. And I remember the statistic that sticks in my head, you mentioned the anti-poverty program. The number that sticks in my head is something like $65 billion a year goes unspent in uh, social investment in this country. And so Single Stop was trying to take a run at that. And talk a little bit about um, what you've learned in terms of some of the students, uh, how many dollars, additional dollars, uh, do some of them draw down? I know I met some students who went to campus and thought they had no money 
for tuition. And then having gone through the single stop benefit analysis program, came away realizing they had money potentially uh, for tuition. It totally changed their lives. But can you talk a little bit about some of those numbers? Yeah, absolutely. So on average, students who utilize single stop services on their campus are able to walk away with about $3,200 extra per year in their pocket. Which is huge um, in our business. It's huge. It's huge. When you think about the um, the amount of money that that is the cause for why students will drop out or stop out of school being could be $200, $300, maybe $1,000. $3,000 makes a huge difference for that student and their family. Um, and, and again, this is these are all existing resources. We're not asking for anything new. We're just connecting them to resources that are already there. We've had some students um, collect as much as $12,000. Wow. per year. Yeah, we had, um, with those are amazing stories. Uh, but on average, it's about $3,000. Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. And I, as I mentioned, I had the privilege of touring uh, some of the colleges over the past several years and to meet some of the students. I remember a, a homeless uh, veteran, which parenthetically, I don't know how it is we can have homeless veterans in this country. Absolutely. But anyway, I remember his uh, telling me the story uh, of coming to the single stop, one of the single stop uh, programs in one of the CUNY uh, institutions in New York City, and going through this and, and finding out for the first time that he was actually eligible for benefits and um, got himself enrolled and uh, got trained and has a real job, or at least he did, you know, a few years ago when I met him. A job, got his own apartment, you know, was able to uh, restore his dignity. I mean, it's powerful, uh, very moving to hear those stories, and it's been amazing to be part of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for mentioning that. Um, it is pretty incredible uh, because a lot of times the, the students, they don't know what they're eligible for. They don't even know what's what is out there to be eligible for. And oftentimes it's a crisis situation that's bringing them into the office for the first time. So what the single stop office can do is house all of that in one location through this unique one-stop shop model, get that student, triage that student's immediate need, get them what they need right away, whether that's a place to stay overnight or something a little bit more permanent than that, and then use that as a conversation point to say, let's see how we can mitigate for future financial emergencies and get you what you need so you can stay in school. We have um, we had a student at uh, one of the schools that we partner with that um, had transportation issues. And there's no transportation in, I mean, we know that's a huge issue across the country, but this is a small uh, rural community uh, with where they have a bus system, but it goes twice a day. So you, if you need to get to campus in the morning, great. Any other time, you're kind of out of luck. And this student was walking 12 miles one way to get to class. And he went to the single stop office on that campus and he said, look, I need help. He got some help with a few things, but he said, my real issue is transportation. And what the single stop office did, now we can't manifest transportation options when there aren't any. But this is what they were able to do with the power of that story and the data that they were collecting. They had so many students coming in that had transportation challenges. They took that data to their local transit authority and to the county, and they said, hey, we have a problem in this county. Students can't get to class, and they're dropping out, stopping out uh, because they can't get here. 
and the the local transit authority changed their bus route the students voted for a small uh, increase in their fee so that everybody who's a student could ride the bus for free and um, and that student doesn't have to walk 12 miles anymore so it's pretty incredible not just what you can get connected to now but how you can use the information to really make a change for your students yeah that's incredible and I've heard similar stories, uh, not necessarily changing the transit schedules, but to provide uh, transit vouchers and all host of things. And of course, the cliche is always, our students are one flat tire away from completion, where you know, $100, $200 makes the difference. So obviously, the, the strength of the model is in this coordinated one-stop approach that is primarily what I call front door. It's right there in the front of the campus. It's, it's uh, easy to find and captures students coming through the door for the first time. But I understand that you are assembling a lot of data uh, based on some of the work that you do with uh, your colleges. So it's important, uh, at least from our standpoint, to not only know those data, but also help make a case that this has a significant effect on persistence, completion, really moving students to a defined outcome uh, that we would say is success. So talk a little bit about what you're learning in terms of things like persistence and outcomes, which are critically important. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, first, before I get into that, I just want to say, in, since 2007, since Single Stop started, we've connected 1.7 million households to over $5 billion in benefits and resources. So we're- Wait a minute, you repeat that for the <laughs> yeah, listener. Yeah, it's, it's worth repeating. Yeah, it's, it's bigger than I think even I realized. Yeah, uh, 1.7 million households, not individuals, 1.7 million households to over $5 billion in benefits and resources. So for the listeners, $5 billion in resources in a given year is a goodly percentage of the total Pell Grant investment that the federal government makes for one-third of our students. So that's significant mm -hmm. and impressive. Yeah, and, and, and we're collecting all this data, not just about uh, the number of people served and uh, and that amount of what we call drawdown, which is that amount of money and benefits and resources that we're connecting folks to. Uh, but we're collecting a lot of other data. Um, and what we can do with that data is look at, um, look at the students who are utilizing single stop compared to their academic data. And we have a new study that'll be coming out uh, a little bit later in 2018 uh, by Metis Associates, where we looked at specifically students at Community College of Philadelphia. And uh, this is an, what we call an intermediate term study. So we weren't looking at just one semester to the next semester. We looked at uh, students, Metis looked at students um, who were enrolled in fall 2014 and then looked at spring 2016. So over as this four semester period essentially uh, to look at how are these um, how are these students doing um, over the course of time and we looked at 1152 students 
did propensity score matching, and what that means is uh, you take students who utilize single stop and compare them with demographics using all kinds of different data about financial status, dependent, independent status from uh, what's available at the college. Right, you're trying to isolate the, the, the impact of single stop relative to things generally. Absolutely, the only other way to do it is to withhold services from students, and I don't know any college that, that should or would do that. So, so this is the way to get at this. And, uh, and what we found um, looking at these students over this, this two-year period was that students who were enroll, enrolled in 2014 compared to their peers uh, utilizing single stop versus not were anywhere between 6.6 and 11 percentage points higher in terms of persistence over that time. Um, and that's huge. If you can increase persistence by just a little bit on a college campus, I mean, you can probably speak to this better, what that impact is um, for that college. But to, to look at 6 to 11 percentage points difference um, is huge. Not only that, but these students also had higher GPAs. Um, they had a higher degree, uh, degree um, credit pass rate. Uh, and, and so they're doing phenomenally well. And we also looked at the implementation of that and the students' um, perception of the single stop office as well and um, what that meant about how their campus community cared about them. So, um, so just incredible results. And we can't wait to release this publicly. Well, I can't wait for it either. And I think it's powerful. And let me just tell the, the listeners that a 6.6 to 11% increase in persistence is huge. Now, it may not sound large, but I can tell you for some colleges, that may be an absolute doubling of their current persistence rate. So it's hugely significant. And what's important about this is we already know from many other studies that if we can get students to persist to even as, as few as 16 hours, or as many as 30 hours, the likelihood that they're going to complete a degree or certificate goes up significantly. And why do we care? Well, we care because a lot of people are getting interested in this. I just read something recently about an institution that is going to commit to the students that once students have achieved 30 credit hours, the college will remit all of their tuition for the second 30. In other words, they'll get half of their degree paid for uh, by virtue of having completed the first 30. So these things are significant and very important. So it's very exciting. How do you, how do you envision single stop in the future? What would you like to see happen if you could dream big in terms of where this would go? That's a great question. You know, I, I would love to see single stop in every community college across the country, and I think that goes without saying. Uh, these results that we're seeing from this study I mentioned are are supported by a previous study that we that was released by Rand Corporation a couple of years ago, supported by findings that we have from another study that's currently in the works, and um, and and they speak for themselves. Right? As you mentioned, these things really matter, um, and they matter for a whole host of reasons. Uh, graduating students is better for the student. It's a return on investment for that student um, in terms of what they're going to be able to do. It's a return on investment for that college. Right? As we, as we see the, the models for how colleges are funded um, and what that tuition, uh, how they get that tuition money, um, that, those things really matter. 
And so um, I would love to see Single Stop across the country. We're currently um, at about 31 campuses in eight states. By the end of the summer, uh, we'll be in 11 states at about 35 campuses. So uh, we're definitely growing, and we've been growing over the past a uh, couple of years uh, with significance. And so um, there's an, a big opportunity for us to see single stop or, or these types of services um, across the country uh, in, in droves. Well, and, and we share the vision, and obviously we've been committed to that vision, as I mentioned, since 2010. And I think it's possible. You know, I'm also involved in this uh, College Promise mm-hmm. movement. And um, the power of numbers and the power of narrative uh, will get you there. I can think, for example, in the Promise Movement, uh, which is now just about three years old, we set a goal to double the number of those programs uh, in two years. We've actually quadrupled the numbers in two years. And it's because people are really uh, intrigued by the narrative and the power And this is a program where, unlike Single Stop, a whole lot of external funders and other kinds of things have to come together uh, across a campus. Mm -hmm. Um, What you're talking about here is embedding fundamentally uh, a benefits analysis program, supporting services, and to really have uh, an institution sort of re-sculpt how they approach uh, student services, financial aid, all of that in a centralized location. Uh, So I think it's doable, and uh, we're excited uh, to continue to partner with Single Stop on that. Um, Any final thoughts uh, about what you want listeners to know about Single Stop? You know, I I think uh, you hit the nail on the head when you talked about embedding embedding this program on campus. Uh, The Single Stop program works when there's top support from from leadership when there's boots on the ground support from the folks who are actually meeting students um, and when it can be really integrated. Uh, These findings from Community College of Philadelphia um, are there because the president supports it, the VP for student affairs supports it, and they have a phenomenal site director who will stop at nothing to reach students. And so, um, you know, so really as we think about how uh, how colleges can really be ready for the students that are coming into their doors today, tomorrow, and in the future. It's these types of centralized embedded services that can really make the difference. Well, uh, Sarah, I think that's as good a benediction as any I might have given. So uh, Sarah Crawford, Single Stop USA, Uh, We're pleased to be working with you. Thank you so much for taking time out to visit with me today. And uh, again, this is Noah Brown, President and CEO of the Association of Community College Trustees. I want to thank people for tuning in for another one of our podcasts and hope to see you again soon, uh, listeners in the digital world. Uh, I think we have a number of others that we're planning, uh, bringing you more uh, talent like Sarah. Uh, And again, Sarah, thank you so much. And of course, I wish you every success uh, with Single Stop as you go forward. Well, thank you very much, Noah, and thanks to ACCT. We're proud to be a partner. Thank you very much. In the Know with ACCT is going on tour to New York City. Come listen to us live at the 2018 ACCT Leadership Congress. 
we will be covering topics such as community college partnerships with high-tech corporations, the College Promise campaign, funding models, and homelessness and food insecurity among our students. Don't miss out.